If you want me to, I can hang round with you. If I only knew, that's what you're into. You and him, him and you. If that's what you're into, him hanging round around you, you're hanging round. Yeah, you're there too. And if you want me to, I will take off all my clothes for you. I'll take off all my clothes for you. If that's what you're into. How about him in the nude? If that's what you're into, in the nude in front of you. Is that what you'd want of you? If it's cool with you, I'll let you get naked too. It could be a dream come true, providing that's what you are into. Is that what you're into? Him and you in the nude. That's what he's prepared to do. Is that the kind of thing that you think you might be into? And then maybe later we'll get hot by the refrigerator in the kitchen next to the pantry. You think that might be what you fancy? In the buff, being rude, doing stuff with the food. Getting lewd with his food. We heard that's what you are into. And then on our next date, well you could bring your roommate. I don't know if Stu is keen to, but if you want, we could double team you. How about you and two dudes, him, you and Stu, in the nude, being lewd with two dudes with food? Well, that's if Stu's into it too. All the things I do, things I do for you. If I only knew, that's what you're into. <laughs> Whatever it is, I know I need it to my life. And one thing comes to mind when I say, I wanna blaze it for days. Take me away, take me to the highest place where I meditate. With a good marijuana, cause he's so sentimental. Give me that feeling, give me that feeling that blaze it for days. Hello, Jonathan. It's always great to hear your voice. Why? Thank you. How how is my voice sounding? I've got this new headset on. You got the one with the kitty ears. It was a special no. Black Friday. No, I. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get my headset modded to have some kitty ears as soon as I can. Make make sure you have a build book for it. You could win a cosplay competition. Yeah, for sure, man. I don't know. I want to get me like some breast implants, so I got some dope waifu titties to go with it. Waifu, noun, fandom slang, a fictional character from anime, manga, or a video game that one is attracted to or considers a significant other. And I'm definitely going to be able to get 160k likes on Instagram. Why do you need uh, implants? Just get fat. There you go. My belly gets fat and my titties just stay the same size. They're so pointy. Yep. John and Solid his wife are never having kids. because Never. Just... Never ever having children. I wanted the cutest, most adorable baby, but it's like when my daughter becomes dating age, I want her to have pimples. I want her to be hideous. Why Why do you want that? Don't you want her to be happy? Don't you want her to get laid? Later in life. When married people are like, hey, we're never having kids, does that mean that, like, y'all just always use a condom when you have sex? Because, like, obviously you have to have sex if you're married. Or you don't? No, you have to have sex if you're married. Yeah, sure, you gotta have sex if you're married. <laughs> but if you don't... Who needs don't sex, want... John says. You ever heard that stupid bullshit, the five love languages? Yeah. No, I haven't heard it. I had this dude, I think I've talked about him before, he was the dude who was, like, raised in a cult and everything. And, and he kind of had this... Uh, like for me, it was weird. And he's kind of like, if you are not on top of your wife every night, then you don't have a marriage. You have a roommate, you know, like what, what world is it where it's like, if I don't drill my wife every night, the night that we are not a married couple, we need a divorce. Like something is wrong with our relationship. You know, it's like, he was kind of on that one extreme end. You know, I guess the other extreme end would be like those weird people where they're just like, I don't know, getting married to, for the taxes or whatever. I've, I've, I've seen the whole wide range of sex and not sex during marriage, John. Let me break it down for you. <laughs> so, well, I've never actually ever been married before. Like, I say Bella's my wife, but it's not like we're actually married. So, like, I have no uh, perspective on this. So, generally, a lot of guys perceive a relationship status um, equal to how much sex or not. So, basically, if, if a woman's not hasn't slept with a guy in a month, he thinks he's fucking up. <laughs> And the woman's like, oh, no, we're fine. Everything's been great for a month. But the guy's like, we haven't had sex. She must be mad at me. You know? And uh, it's almost like that's a guy's reward at the end of, like, 
a day or a week or a few days, you know, like, all right, you've done good. You've helped with the kids. You've done whatever. This is my way to contribute to the relationship because the guy It's wants- like going to Chuck E. Cheese. You get a good report card. You get to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Just give yourself a high five. Then you step really high and stop your feet on the ground. And you wiggle like a worm, wiggle all over town. Then give yourself a high five. Just give yourself a high five. We do the happy dance for whoever it pleases. And everyone is happy when we go to Chuck E. Cheese's now. Everybody wave your hands. To the left, to the left, to the right. Everybody. Fuck yeah, and you get three tokens. Right, I think yeah. you get three for A's and just one for B's, which, you know, fucking, yeah, man. What, my love language is touch. The, you know, private time and, and basically, like, emotional or affection, you know. And uh, I'm trying not to accident. cringe right now, but it's... Yeah, it's I know. Not, and I'm, my I'm wife was <laughs> My wife's... My wife's love language is acts of duty. She wanted to see me doing the dishes. She wanted to see me cleaning the house when she gets home. She And she would... She, Love that. That was my sign of devotion to her is that she, after a long day of work, she wanted to see me working all night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think one thing, and like, I think the whole love languages thing is total bullshit. Um, Because I, I kind of feel like, you know, number one, me and my wife, we got married later you know had never been married before or anything like that so it's like we we really knew who we were as individuals before we got married and that kind of you know takes away some of this uh you know when you're taking stuff out on your spouse because you know that's the person there you take it out on you know whether it's good or bad or whatever so so like you know being able to compress a marriage into like okay these are five things pick three of them and you know, boof, off you go to the off to the races. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. It's just stupid. What's your love language, John? Oh, well, here's the thing. It's like, and this would drive this guy that I was telling you about it would drive him nuts because it's like I don't even relate to the love languages. I, you know, it's kind of like if you held a gun to my head and had to pick one, I guess I could pick one. But like you read over them, and it's like this is not how normal people engage in marriage this is you know this is fucking i will tell you languages just based off being a friend of his that he loves it is generosity because john is a very generous guy that is a provider and takes care of the people he cares about so if there was a love language that john did that would be his thing no, well, John, what do you look for or what do you see in your wife that really attracts you? Something that she does that you feel like that's really cool that she contributes okay, to yeah. our relationship. I've already been down this love languages thing. And it's like the things that like attract me to my wife, like so and I'm not trying to say like, oh, I'm like so smart. Ass, John. You know, I know where you're coming from. But I mean, it's like the things like, you know, I absolutely love that, you know, she can go out there and in the world, you know, that she's an expert in her field that, you know, like she's able to, uh, I don't want to say play the game, but you know, like, um, that she's done so well in her career, you know, that admiration uh, of character, basically yeah, admiration of character, I'd say is part of it. But, you know, beyond that, I mean, just like the way that she's come up from, you know, where she was to where she is now and everything. And, you know, that's one of the big things that I'm attracted to Or Another thing is like, you know, she's got this kind of uh, tolerance and patience that I don't have that I really respect, you know, um, you know, it's all these things where it's like uh, touch X presence, whatever, you know, like five inputs that, that's it. You can't like anything other than those five things. There's five inputs, John. Damn, I need to meet your wife. There's no no intellectual curiosity about this. You either touch them, you give them a gift, you do the you do an act for them, or you know whatever the hell the five things are. And it's it's like it's way too simple. You and your wife are both providers, right? You're both hunters. But I mean, do you guys fall into the normal social roles when you get home? Does she like oh, generally no. cook and do laundry and stuff and you no. kind of fix no. things? No. Okay. You know, and like when we were both working full time, you know who like generally did the laundry? Whoever needed laundry. You know, like, you know, you know, who generally cooked dinner, like whoever got home first, you know, like, I mean, just as like, you know, for me, it's like, 
with these love languages and people are like, oh, yes, you know, if my wife isn't doing the dishes, then I'm a fucking failed husband or something like that. It's like, what reality do you live in? Like, what, you know, what, how do you not have kind of like, you know, demand based needs in your household? You know, <laughs> like, if there's no food in the refrigerator, somebody has to go buy food. And then you're going to be like, because I'm the man, I ain't going to ever fucking buy an orange in my life. I ain't sitting in no fucking grocery store. Fuck you. you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? I view it like you guys are like robots. You're both motionless and you see, you see like marriage is kind of like a strategy almost. And you're both like, we, we will hug later, later tonight. tonight. See you. Bye. And like, no, you guys had sex, right? You guys do things. Well, that's well. Okay, this is another thing that, like, you know, the love languages just absolutely do not account for. Like, the love languages do not account for any form of intimacy, kind of beyond this really strict, like, you know, must touch wife to be married kind of thing. You know, and it's like, um, you know, like my wife and I. I mean, like, there's things that we do that are intimate that aren't sexual, and that happens a hell of a lot more than you know having sex i mean there's nobody that yeah butt stuff yeah <laughs> you know i mean like there's just certain you know and i guess i should define intimacy like certain ways that you and your wife can understand each other and can work as a team and can kind of predict each other and uh you know generally make life easier i guess for each other or understandable for each other you know and that's an intimacy that isn't you know kind of this really you know direct physical you know pound me in the butthole daddy kind of intimacy i said bitch i fucking love you yeah i get what you're saying man yeah i mean like for example when your wife asks you do i look fat in this dress right you know she can't go out there and ask you know pretty much anybody else do i look fat in this dress not even her friends because they're gonna you know they're gonna fucking church it up or something like that but she's asking she's being vulnerable for you and then you know you have a responsibility to respond to that vulnerability in an honest way that's also a kind way you know and that's a form of John, I, that's why i asked about the, the the normal roles male or female because like, you're like a gentleman you're a classy guy like you treat your woman like you know if she says do i look fat of course not honey you know that's why it's like you would get a feminine woman who would fall into a lot of those roles. And that, that's, it's cool that you guys don't, or, or you guys are both kind of like independent or whatever. And, and hopefully, hopefully that, that, that drives out. I think one of my downfalls is that when she was real close with her mom and shit, whenever we got into a fight, she would just go to her and complain and bitch about me. And I would go to my friends and bitch about her. And it's like people back in the day, wouldn't go to their neighbors because they, they there was no internet and shit to bitch to people. They would just come home and they would have to deal with the problems or like whatever. And now it's like people go get instant gratification somewhere else after a fight. You know, they don't – and then they can bitch to you and make you look like an asshole to all your friends. So next time you go out, you look – you feel like an asshole. You know what I mean? It's like that totally ruins the relationship over time, you know? I well, never yeah. really gone out though. You know, what do you do? Said you guys just go to, you know, like the drive-ins. No, we we fuck a lot. We just, yeah. you know, watch Netflix and chill. Is that what the kids are calling this day? We don't really watch Netflix. We watch Shutter, and we fuck like <laughs> I don't know. We do the pound me and the asshole daddy stuff that John was talking about. Sorry, not sorry, but that's just how my life is. <laughs> so, you know? Sid, what your love language would be? Touch and, and sexual, I guess, right or what? I know that's what my uh, partner expects of me is to be dutiful and be around and be taking care of business here at no, home. What do you, what do you want from her, though? Like, just right now. If, if you... Sex. Sex, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, emotional <laughs> support, you know? Well, because guys have a lot of stress, and that's like a, a release valve for a lot of guys, daily stress or whatever. And after that happens... You are just so calm and don't give a fuck about anything. Where as a woman, woman, it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's like it's they don't. They're like, well, I can give sex to anybody. I can just have sex whenever. But I want a guy who's going to show me that he cares about me, supports me, brings comes into the cave and lights the fire for us, and you know, uses a little lube. Yeah, yeah, dude, lube is very important, man. You can never have too much lube. So just for the record here, because I had to Google this, this is like how little I care about these things. The five love languages are words of affirmation, which is bullshit. No, there's nobody out there where words of affirmation is your love language. That's horseshit. John, John you're awesome. <laughs> I think you're doing a great job here on the show. I just want to see that. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. 
uh, acts of service, uh, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. And all of this is complete, utter, in my opinion, horseshit. These are, are not act- things you can base it. Do blowjobs fall under touch <laughs> or acts of service? I'm just uh, I'm gonna... it's, it's touch. And the thing is, like, a blowjob away a day keeps the divorce away. Because a guy will do so much. You want a woman that's going to do it every day, right? Right, Sid? Yeah, well, I mean, I have one, so. Yeah. Well, also, you know, part of the thing that pisses me off about this is, you know, these things are so vague and everything. You know, like quality time. Quality time means so much different things to so many different people, you know. And I, and I know that they define it in the book or whatever. But it's, All right, well, you, John, you know, define yeah. quality time as you see it. Okay, for me, quality time would be something where you're both present and there's no distractions. Right, no phone, looking at your phone and, and shit. Like when you're sitting and watching TV. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it's not even yeah. so much. Yeah, exactly. And it's not even so much that you even have to be focused on each other or something like that. You know, or like how to, you know, freaking date or, you know, going on vacation together or whatever. You know, just that you're, you know, both present and operating as a married unit. You know, not you get what i'm saying you know but for somebody else for somebody else quality time is going to be like no you got to be sitting there gazing into my eyes like you know 100 laser fucking focused on me and my needs or you know whatever it is and it's so it's it's so so, two totally different things right but when when the quality time goes away like as the marriage is ending it's very clear what quality time means like when when the sex stopped it was like i'm gonna go into the other room and i'm gonna play mtgo until it's like bedtime. Like I'm not gonna fucking hang out with you on the couch and watch TV and shit. Like we and she or else I'd sit on the couch and watch TV and she'd be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna go in here and do this fucking thing or clean this or whatever." Like when you don't want to hang out with each other, you realize it's like we just stopped doing shit together. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, we functioned well and we like because for the kids and shit. But it's like your mar- my marriage completely changed. Could quality time be like when you're doing something together to work towards a necessary goal? Like, for example, like uh, when I first met my girl, her, uh, well, not when I first met her, but at some point she had to learn how to drive, right? And so she didn't know how to drive. And I spent all this time with her, like teaching her how to drive and then like going to the DMV and shit. And like, it was a total pain in the ass. But when I look back at it, like her and I were working together and I taught her as much as she taught me, you know, because like, I don't know if you've ever taught anybody how to drive before, but it's really fucking stressful and really like kind of scary, man. So you learn how to be brave and patient and shit. And looking back, that's like some of the most quality time we ever spent together, even though it is kind of like stressful. Even is that quality time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like for you guys, that's totally quality that's time. That's like above and beyond, I would say. Like that's like a, like a huge adversity that you guys overcame or whatever, you know, or, you know. If somebody came up to you, though, and said, hey, I want you to define quality time. Would you ever come up with teaching my wife how to drive like before she knew how to drive? Like, that's how I'm going to spend quality time. That's going to hell no. Well, I mean, like we spent time together and we achieved like a goal. Like she, right? But I'm, I'm saying like, like but that's, that's after the fact. I think you know, quality I'm, time is defined by if the girl gets to pick what you do or not. <laughs> Seriously, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like if we go see a movie I want to see, she's like, I hate this. You know, it's like fuck. Oh my god! Yeah. If she you let her pick what she wants to do, that's I think. Well, one of the first times that me and my wife ever like hung out as friends, this like way before we like had a relationship or anything, we went to the movies and like it was both of our idea to go to the movies, but we originally went to go see Men in Black three. But instead, we went to go see Snow White and the Huntsman. And it was just like, is that really quality time? Because I don't feel like that was quality time at all. Because that movie fucking sucked. I hate Kristen Stewart. She is not hot, dude. Well, if you think about it, the time that you guys are spending in that time where you guys are like nervous and dating and stuff like that, like, that's all time you're spending together. Those emotions and like you, you guys both have like loving feelings towards each other. I think any time that you guys are generally kind of hanging out, 
it's it's pretty quality. You know what I mean? Unless it's like, unless you're disgruntled, I think you win. You know what I mean? I think a girl just doesn't want to see you zoning out and playing Fortnite all night long. Well, here's here's another thing, and this is like one of the weird things about getting married is how the same activity can have wildly different meanings to two different people. Like, for example, I like to go to the movies because I want to see the goddamn movie. You know, it's almost like the, since, since we're talking love languages, to me, it's kind of like receiving gifts, you know, especially if I'm like, Hey, let's go see this movie on opening night, you know, and let's go to like a midnight show or something like that. You know, that's like a treat, right? You know, my wife is kind of more like go to the movies to kind of, do something enjoyable to kill time, you know? So like, you know, you, you get together and you're trying to pick a movie or something like that. And it's like, kind Did of you thing. Date a lot in high and then school, when you John? have that, I date. Oh dude. I went to like a high school. There were, uh, 213 people in the entire high school, like 43 people in my senior class. So you got one shot. Whenever and I take a girl I, out that, on a date, that, like I'm reminiscent of all, like the whole, like the chase of like dating them be like, is she going to, give me anal tonight or you know but the point of that was is like i i peaked early i had a girlfriend in eighth grade going into high school and the thing went to shit and when you've only got like 43 people in your class like you get one shot at a girlfriend and if you fuck it up you're done for the next four years so i peaked early sorry did you guys have sex what? No, we didn't have. To. Oh my God. If, even if they did, we wouldn't want to Jesus fucking know Christ. about it. Jesus Christ, they're kids. If you only get one shot, right. then you went to college as a virgin, right? So I was adverse. I grew up in a city, Atlanta, Georgia, man. Like. I was the type of kid, man. I probably had, uh, you know, I had girlfriends early like you, John, before I went into high school and I had girlfriends late and I even had a committed relationship in the dead ass middle of high school. Like the worst time you could possibly ever have something like that. And, uh, based on that perspective, man, I would say that, you know, like, it's really a bad idea for people to have relationships, especially of a sexual nature, like early when they're kids, because you don't have realistic ideals of like how things are supposed to go. Like shit is very like overblown and over emotional compared to what it is when you're an adult and it's really fucked up like a lot of people go into relationships as adults with so much baggage i feel like a lot of people uh, have a lot of baggage from early on in life and maybe john your situation where you know like you had that one girlfriend when you were early on and then didn't have one for a while is almost like a blessing in disguise because you didn't have all that baggage yeah i think i think you know the reason i asked them is because like a lot of people if they don't if they don't have sex or lose their virginity until later in life then they they get super emotional or attached to women when well, they, when they, when they go on a date or, or have what, sex for the first what, time. What would you define as later in life? After, I mean, good after, God, what are you 20? having sex to? After 20? Like after 14? No, <laughs> I mean, I, I was like 16, 17. When, when you have a car and you, t- and you can start taking girls out on a date right around then. I don't know. Like I said, in a big city, you don't even have to have a car. Oh, to, yeah. Like start having sex early. Like, at a very early age, like I was using public transportation and walking and continue to do that as John Holland would recall well into my twenties. All right. So there is, there's yeah, two plus, streams, all you right? need to lose your virginity. All you need to lose your virginity <laughs> is directions to the bus stop and a sandwich. If you've had it or if like, it kind of like demystifies it and you're like, that was it, you know, or whatever, you know, or else you just, you're like waiting for that sex, waiting for that sex, building it, you know, and it, Damn, Tim, have you talked Wait, to anybody about what? this? Are we talking about incels time? right now? Because if we're talking about incels, this is something that I'm totally oh, interested God. in. Oh, those guys are <laughs> fucking nuts. Oh, my God. Should we get into it? No, let's, Fuck let's, yeah. talk, let's no. talk about incels for a minute. Let's seriously. talk about fucking incels. So yeah. I don't really know anything about incels, but what I have heard about them is that oh. – 
they are black knights, which white knights, I know what white knights are because I've seen plenty of them. They're these guys that, like Tim said, put, uh, you know, the opposite sex on this pedestal. They think they're going to get laid for being a nice guy. Right. But incels are like the total opposite. So, John, like, tell us about the incels, man. Okay. And and, uh, I, I have this friend who who actually had a run in with a guy who identified as this or whatever. And I didn't know anything about it. So it's like, all I know about it is I know from this friend and it's, it's these guys. And there's, there's a couple of dudes out there. Like there's this fucking like 130 page manifesto or something like that. Like if your group has a manifesto, then you know, you're a bunch of fucked up retards, but, uh, but pretty much their deal is like, you know, uh, women owe me sex. Um, because I'm a man, it's my right to take certain things. But at the same time, I'm totally against these women who are just, you know, out there throwing it away like a thought or something like that. It, it's just this really weird, really kind of like there's this narrow path that's the correct path. And it's it's just insane, completely insane. As a result, they are getting zero pussy. Like... That is yeah, and incel and actually stands for involuntary celibate. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the type of guy where I I mean and, and you know I'm totally only talking about you know through this person's experience and and what little stuff I've seen online. So <laughs> PM us at sidshatemail at gmail dot com if you're an incel and we've got you wrong. Um. But it's like, okay, you've, you've got somebody at work, you know, a female at work, and she's like moving apartments, right? <sighs> and you show up to help her move the apartment because that's a you know nice thing to do for someone you consider a friend. <sighs> so after you do that, instead of like pizza or a beer or something like that, you believe that she should give you sex for helping her move her apartment, you know? Right. Or, you know, to get back to your thing, if you're, uh, if you're somebody who's on, uh, uh, what's what's it called? Tinder or a dating app or something like that, and you both match on the app, and she's like, eh, you know, you seem like a nice guy, but I'm not interested. Well, then that person is just a fucking thought. Like, how could she possibly be on this thing if she's not just gonna, you know, do it with me? And I'm such a nicer guy and better guy than all these other people she might be doing it with. Instead of just, you know, being like, okay, next. So. so uh- hot and cocky guy like like the hot and cocky girls who do that kind of reverse type thing yeah i get you i think what you're referring to is known as a fuck boy with not with a y but with an i the hot and cocky guys know the incels are almost like a neck beard like those fedora wearing cheeto eating guys (laughs) that like like, approach you like hello my lady (laughs) And, yeah, you know, the, and there's this the, kind of the, simplified, almost autistic thing. Like, well, if you're on a dating app, then you must want to have sex with anybody who you know shows up. But you should have sex with me because I'm a nice guy and I'm going to treat you like a lady and not somebody who isn't 300 pounds with a neck beard and a fedora and whatnot. Yeah, you know, there, there's kind of like there's no free will on the women's side. You know, they're just like, couldn't we do it your way? I don't want to change your traditions. I I don't even know. Right. Most of the time, incels, they're men that view men as superior uh, gender and that women are here to serve men. And it's like the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I know you like getting your pussy licked, but if I do that, you'll have like less respect for me. I see what you're saying. And they're, they're, they're the same guys. They grew up in life where they've had their pick of women or whatever. And then they're like, I should get this because I'm me. I, I don't even think it's so much like I've had my pick of women. It's just kind of this like, you know, because I am a man, I deserve to be able to have sex with, you know, whatever women I choose, you know, uh, which is obviously completely insane. Completely. See, women do the same thing, though. But the thing is, guys are like, okay, the girls like, I, I can have sex with anyone. You take your fuck. Cl-. Guys are like, well, okay, then. No, guys aren't like, you're justified. You're gross. If you want to go out there. And you want to have a lot of sex, you know, and you're like, let's remove all the moral things. Let's remove all the, you know, societal things. Let's just say that you wake up one morning and say, my goal in life is to have as much sex as I possibly can. There's certain things you got to do, buddy, like shower, you know, you got to 
you know, get out of the basement and go to where there might be people who also want to have sex, you know, and then also be bisexual because (laughs) if you're only having sex with one gender, you're really fucking screwing yourself out of having a lot of sex. I'm just saying, but why would you do that? But then, uh, you know, to narrow it down, then, you know, also let's say that there's, you know, you go to this bar. Well, you know, you probably got to be in like, you know, the top half of by, you know, looks or personality or whatever of guys in the bar. If you want to have a chance. So go and, to the Amvets in the, like a really, really <laughs> seedy part of town. Now, unfortunately, the- if you haven't done any military <laughs> service or don't have a relative that has, go to you're going to have to jump through some hoops. But go that's a great the, uh, place to go get laid. These girls get texts from guys all the time like that shit. You know? And after you've had a couple pervy guys, you just shut everyone out. I mean, it's got to be pretty hard, too, especially for, you know, women that are into things that guys are into. Like, I know, uh, you know, we come from a Magic the Gathering podcast. So just looking in that specific sub-community of, like, geek culture, uh, uh, women uh, in particular, single, attractive women that, you know, played Magic the Gathering always had, like this really weird stigma around them. And it's not that they were like treated badly. It's almost that they were treated unrealistically. Like a unicorn. You, know? you don't see them in, in nature. Right. You know? like, well, so you take my girl, Sandy, like uh, she's, you know, that's my girl, man. Like I love her to death. She would, uh, you know, Definitely not want to take advantage of anybody. I could say that, you know, from a deep part of my heart. But these guys would just like, I don't know if y'all remember the court, the card, uh, Stormbreath Dragon from back in Theros. There was oh, this yeah. guy that just gave her a Stormbreath Dragon. And this was like a double digits value card just because she was like, oh, yeah, Stormbreath Dragon. That card's sweet. And this guy was like, oh, yeah, you can have it. You know, it's just like, that's weird. You know, like people don't just do that at the shop. It's just like, oh, yeah, sweet. You you just cracked this like Chase Mythic Rare. And they're like, oh, yeah, here you go. It's fucking sweet card. I can't even imagine like, you know, and this happens to my wife, too. I mean, like just being online and you get those weird messages from like those Indian dudes, you know, on the other side of the world. For no reason, here's a poo. You know, and there's just always people that are out there. You know, how do you, how, just because you exist, you know, just because you've got a profile, you know, just because you put pictures of yourself up there, there's people that are going to try to be like, oh, you know, I should try to get something else out of this person because I see them and I like them and, and whatever. Or like, there was even this guy, like, she was just at this conference a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and, uh, you know, whatever, they were having a, a conversation kind of like a larger group conversation and somehow uh, i got brought up and this guy's like i didn't know you were married it's like i've known you for five years and i didn't know you were married and like she's wearing a fucking ring every day you know she it's not like she hides me or anything it's not like i haven't gone to events and stuff like that it's just that this guy for whatever reason was completely blind to the very obvious social cues that she was in a relationship and married <laughs> And maybe that's willful ignorance or something, but he don't want to be creepy. Yeah, and I'm putting that all in the Blazing Comedy Manifesto. John, thanks for bringing... Oh, God. Bringing up the Manifesto. We're going we're gonna to start one of those. As long as it's under 130 pages. <laughs> I, should, I should seriously send you guys a link to this thing. Because, uh, like, in its pure form, it is... You know, it's one of those like 130 pages and it's typed out, but it's like typed out in like eight point font and like the margins are all the way out to the sides. It's like the exact opposite of when you're trying to turn in a paper for school. Let's get a vote. How do we feel about mass suicide? I'm against it. Yeah, man. Suicide of any kind is not cool. That's why I don't even listen to Lee Kim Park anymore. What if the spaceship is. We got to have like a really cool gimmick, though, Sid. I want to say like. Uh, taking hallucinogens and having orgies. That's pretty cool, right? But see, people can fake no. their faith with shit like that, Sid. You want, you know, your decision's pretty permanent when, when you d- just kill yourself on your faith. Like, you know, the Haley Bob comic guys, all the drink, you know, those guys really believed in that shit. <laughs> and then... 
don't know. And then, you know, the, the monks that burn themselves in the street, you know, it's like, people take those people serious. They'll read their manifesto. I don't know, man. Can't we do like a Rastafarian thing where we all just get high and listen to reggae music? That'd be cool. Yeah. The landlord say your rent is lit. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. <laughs> be happy. Look at me. You know what's really sucks is like the whole gimmick of, you know, dressing up like a monk and burning yourself in the street. Like that doesn't get attention anymore. How shitty would that be? Where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this to bring attention to whatever cause. And like nobody cares. I mean, like everybody's like, whatever guy. I don't know. I think it would make a newspaper or two. It's pretty. Well, yeah. I mean, it'll make it, but it's like monk burns self in street. I mean, like it's not like remember like back in the day, like the first guy that did it, and it was like, oh my god, twenty four seven news coverage and people you know, months of speculation. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he's like a folk hero. And- Like somebody doesn't, they might get like a couple, couple sentences in the back of USA Today. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to pour ton, tons of time into like projects and, and videos and stuff like that, and then release it, and it's like, cool, people are moving on to the thing, next thing, next thing, next thing. Like the lifespan of a Facebook post is like twelve hours, you know, and you you need to get as many fucking views in that first twelve hours, and then like Instagram, it's like twenty four hours, but like. Media is on, on, on. You know, like back in the day, you could you could write an album and that shit would be the top album for like a year or so. I don't think you could do that anymore. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we could ever see like? I remember back in the day they invented a rule where Corn's "Freak on the Leash" couldn't be the number one requested song on Total Request. Live. Right. Yeah, like, do you think anything like that could ever happen again? Where something oh, could be that overwhelmingly popular for that long? Oh, I think it happens all the time, and I I think that all that stuff is just bullshit and manipulated. You know, I think that you know they kind of have to have. They learned the lesson back in the '90s when I started doing this. That like when you have the same songs that hang out in the top ten forever, people start caring. They stop watching. So you always got to have a new song. You always got to have a new something. You know. And, and they time the releases, they time everything so that nothing stays at the top for more than a couple weeks. But if it wasn't manipulated, I guarantee their songs would still be up there for a year or two because that's just the way it used to be, right? Yeah, for sure, man. Like, freaking, remember when The Bodyguard came out, you know, in Whitney Houston's version of I Will Always Love You? That was, like, number one for, like, two and a half years or some shit like that. That was crazy. I Will Survive was another one that was just, like, a legendary number one for, like, a ridiculous amount of time song. you know, like, media and and information, everything's speeding up at a rapid pace. The human race is, like... We're trying to be something we're not. We're trying, like, maybe our brains are going to be, like, super fast in the future. Like, maybe, you know, like, evolution will take over, but technology is advancing too fast. And the thing is, the, uh, where the, where, you know, the singularity's coming real quick, where they're making AI, you know, people have been warned about the singularity and shit like that. Like, they have meetings and stuff, and, and people are still making AI robots faster from, from millions of companies people never heard of like as quickly as they can there's no regulations on that shit and uh <laughs> it's like robots are gonna kill us at some point number one let's number one let's never mention cults to tim again uh but number two like it, everybody's so worried about this shit but you know every time they like put it out there like when microsoft had that uh ai chatbot or whatever and it's like within 24 hours it becomes this you know, racist that's obsessed with Limp Biscuit or something like that. I mean, come on, get the fuck out of here. This isn't going to happen. They're never going to take Limp over. Biscuit had great songs, John. And I believe in that chatbot. Limp Biscuit had no good he songs. He was partially racist just towards brown people. The only good thing Limp Biscuit had going for them is like, I would totally want a whole bunch of like, you know, freaking, uh, uh, what do they call them? Backup dancers, like following me around everywhere. The supermarket, all those other places like they always were in their videos. That'd be oh, cool. like in the Nookie video, right? When they're falling around town. Uh, like I, 
there were a couple of them, and I think it's like the same girls and everything, and they're just all, it's kind of like a, a public enemy, except it's white girls. My favorite one is the one where he, him and Method Man um, are like doing karate in, the, in his living room. They're like, first they play video games, and they have a d- dispute, then they're like kicking each other, and they go flying across the shit. Oh yeah, Polly Shore delivered him pizza. That was fucking weird. Oh god. <laughs> I don't know, man. Lip Biscuit's best song was Behind Blue Eyes, which was a cover song. Same as Disturbed. I'm just suspicious of any band whose best song is a cover song. That's a sign of a subpar band. Yeah. So very true. Hey, I'm curious though, Timmy, like what's going on with the Guinness Book of World Records and, you know, drugs being smuggled into airports? All right, we, let's get into some wacky news! Wacky news! Wacky news! Blazing Comedy's Wacky News! We leave no pot leaf unturned. We cover all the hard hitting topics. It's like hard as ball sacks. All right, but the closest thing we have to a Guinness record this this week is Costco now sells the largest tub of macaroni and cheese weighing in at 27 pounds, and it lasts for over 20 years. So head on down to Costco right now. Jesus Christ. Pick it up. While supplies last, you will have plenty of time to get there. It's eight. Is that like one of those prepper things? Yeah. Yeah. For fucking mac and cheese? It's you know how many? John, think of the value. This, this has got to be like one of those prepper things, you know, for for like emergency supplies, because there's no it's way you can just have like be, a dude. That freaking is some tub of mac and cheese. Like, if you're gonna have a fucking wedding after the apocalypse, this is what it you comes need. In a five gallon paint bucket with a macaroni and cheese label on it. It's fucking hilarious. Holy if, fuck! If dude. you if you and your wife are gonna repopulate the earth one kid at a time, that's it's for awesome, people dude. who own prisons and for doomsday preppers. John, come on. Okay, so people that oh own prisons, let's talk more about this. They're not shopping at Costco. You're saying, damn. I, I'm pretty sure they're not shop. I'm pretty sure they go like to the factory that makes the uh, the the 80 pound bucket of mac and cheese. Are we talking like, about like in house prisons? Because I knew. Okay, so this is a fucked up story, but I knew this one chick. Man, she went to this party where they were like doing swinger shit. You know? Yeah, baby, yeah. And like. She ended up being captured in this dungeon for a couple of days and she was able to escape and like call the cops on him. I don't know. It was on the news and shit, dude. But like, holy fuck. Do you think that they shop at Costco and get these fucking $90 pails of mac and cheese to feed their fucking captives? No, no, this is for white, dumb suburban moms who are like, Billy eats a lot of macaroni and cheese. So let's get one of these. So, so if an asteroid here on Earth, I want to make sure he still gets his favorite meal. He's playing Call of Duty, and he never gets off the couch, and he weighs 300 pounds. Let's get him a, a 55-gallon yes. drum of Mountain like Dew and this macaroni and cheese, and he's good for a while. They have, like, they have like a tanker truck full of mac and cheese pull up to the back of the house. There's, like, a connector hose. and It's like the old days when they had the coal chute, you know, to shovel the mac and cheese in there. Get comfortable with Chef Banquet's macaroni and cheese at Costco. Oh, fuck. Uh, Holy fuck. That is some oh, super okay. wacky news. Next that story. Next wacky. story. A firefighter <laughs> fakes a blaze at his own house so he can propose to his girlfriend. So that's a felony, right? It, Pretty the, sure it's felony. You know, it, if there was a fire, it would have been a felony. But uh, okay, now wait, wait a minute. Just to clarify, there was no fire. Like he faked the call, or like he set a fire, and to to do for it. some reason, Zach Steele, thirty, thought it would be funny, unbeknownst to Madison Rodick, also thirty. To plant six remote operated smoke machines in their attic before supposedly Oh my before god supposedly going out to pick up last minute groceries. 
Originally, I got one smoke machine, he told Inside Edition. I went to test it, and there was barely any smoke. One was not going to work, so I had to get more smoke machines. <laughs> to work for what? He ended up going overboard with six, which caused a lot of smoke to spew out of the house, sending Riddick into a justified panic. However, her mother was in on the prank and faked the call to 911, which gave the signal to steal and a few of the firefighter, his firefighter buddies to ride and rescue in full gear and the, and the fire engine. God damn. Oh, Riddick this. was... Oh, God. This is ridiculous, man. I mean... I, yeah, you want to talk about the love languages? I thought my proposal was crazy. All I did was fake murder all of her family and dogs and then lock her in a cage until she said yes. <laughs> and then when she said yes, I rewarded her by telling her that was all fake. Or you're feeding her Costco mac and cheese. <laughs> God damn it. That's some wacky news. <laughs> it puts the margarine in the tin. It stirs it up and eats again. So how much taxpayer money do you think that this actually cost? I don't know. This is retarded. Oh my God. It's got to be at least hundreds. This is so like an example of who you know. Because, like, if someone who wasn't on the fucking fire department did this shit, like, you would be, like, facing serious prison time. The smoke machines is so fucking dumb. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's let's back up a second. And this entire conceit, and, like, this is a common theme in proposals, especially from assholes that you see online, where there's this thing of, like, I'm going to scare my fiancé to death before I ask her to marry me. Like you ever seen the one where like the guy pretends he's, he's like up there in a single jet airplane, you know, flying it with his girlfriend and he pretends like they're having an emergency, but it's really a proposal or like other people where like, they pretend to have her arrested or something. And then they show up But what the fuck is up with that? Did you see the one where he, the guy did that and then they crashed the plane and he killed his wife? No, dude. What the fuck is that for real? So fucked. That is some wacky news so right there. Yeah, so so tell me more about these smoke machines. Like, how many will we yeah, need what? to make sure Mansion and Hash kept us? I like, played smoke machine in a uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma ad. <laughs> nice. So, um, do you realize like how much thought he put into this? And at no point, at absolutely no point, was him. Uh, this girl's mother, any of the other firefighters, none of them were like, "Hey, man, maybe, just maybe, this isn't such a great idea." Like, everybody's like, oh, fuck, yeah, you gotta get six smoke machines, five in it, go, for, dude, oh yeah. God, it's so dumb, it's so <laughs> dumb, you know, and it's like, he's like, how do I, you know, oh, there's, it's so many, she could go crazy and start, like, fucking, like, ripping their possessions out of the house and shit, it's like, it could just go well, so like, How do you know that she's not gonna call real 911, yeah. or, like, the neighbors aren't gonna call real 911? It's her house, yeah. It's like, I'm going to take action. By the way, I'm going to sneak around in your attic for a few weeks hooking up these fucking smoke machines. And just oh all the God. smoke damage in their fucking attic now. The wife's like, you moron. He's like, all right, whatever. At least they didn't have like six dudes doing the e-cigarette thing up there. Please tell me she said no. Like, Oh, God, yes, yes. Please say no. <laughs> please oh, say I no. I can't wait for the rest of my life with ill-thought-out, horrifying pranks. <laughs> All right. All right. So this uh, next story, a sheriff in Texas, John, uses cardboard deputies to fight crime. He places these cardboard cutout cops, which look like a cop pointing a radar detector, just standing on the side of the road. And as people drive by, they slow down and he puts them up in the uh, high traffic, high speed neighborhood area. So it looks like a cop standing there with a radar gun. See, this isn't that wacky because I've seen this done in other places. Like, uh, have you ever seen the ones where they have like a cardboard cut out of a crossing guard or something in the middle of the road near a school zone? Like, I've seen that. I have seen that. I would steal one of those so fast. I want one of those on my fucking wall. <laughs> How fucking great is that? Also, also, if I if I saw a cop like outside of his car standing on an area where like high speed traffic is, I'm not confident that that cop is going to make it back to his car and be able to start it and get out on the street. You're a stoner that 
in enough time to fucking stop me when I'm speeding. You tell dude. me you you're not gonna shit yourself and slam on your brakes. You see that shit? You're still just like me. You don't think of that shit like that. You're like, maybe he's got a horse. I don't see, and he's. You're like a cavalry charge over the bush. Oh, my God. Like a dummy inside of a police car. Yes, I would fucking my butthole would tighten at that. When they put out like the empty squad cars on like Memorial Day or something and the places where they normally are. And then you drive by it and there's nobody in there and you're like, fuck. Right. My butthole tightens to that. But a fucking cardboard cutout of Barney Fife. With a fucking radar gun on the side of the road? No, I'm not slowing down for that. It's not going to work. And the last. Wacky news! All right, so the last one is a Florida teacher. A teacher. You know, it's going to be good because it's Florida and a teacher. You should be ashamed of yourself. Um, Was angry that the principal, uh, that she was so angry with the principal that she smeared human feces around Sarasota Park Pavilion that the principal had rented for her child's birthday party, law officer said. Oh. Heather Carpenter, 42, faces a single count of criminal mischief over $1,000. According to Sarasota County Sheriff's Office, she was released after posting $2,500 cash bond. Authorities said they became aware of the incident on December 1st when the witness reported to see a woman wearing blue gloves and a mask placing human waste and fecal matter on the porous wooden tables and grills. At the Ufer Family Park in Sarasota. Oh, my <laughs> So it's not just the gazebo, just put it on the grills. Oh, my God. That is fucked up, dude. So how the fuck did they catch her, though? Because, like, the only way you catch somebody for this, you know, unless you catch them in the act, is, like, if you It was an eyewitness. That's what he said. Well, they say it's a woman with a hoodie and freaking gloves. I mean, like, they come to you and they're like, excuse me, ma'am, but, uh... Did you smear feces all over this park? Like, unless you totally do the James Bond thing and you're like, yes, what took you so long? <laughs> you just say, Where no. the fuck did she get all that poo from? I feel like is the question here. Yeah, that's another good. First of all, you guys don't have kids. This is, you know, this is totally justified. Tim, were you this yeah. alleged mom in Sarasota, Florida? You can tell us it's okay. We just want what's best for you. June 10th out of Tim's diary. 40... 40- <laughs> That's that's how they that's how they busted this one. That's how they busted this one. She was probably like fucking live blogging it or something on Facebook or whatever. No, the thing is, tensions get high when like birthday parties and that shit goes on, especially when kids are involved and like other parents and shit like that. It's like their whole social status is is like hinging on this. Like, oh, my kid goes to your parties or whatever. You know, you don't want your party to go bad and have your kid not be invited to anything ever again. You know, like your kid suffers for your fuck up. So it's like, you feel like everything's riding on the line. Party's got to be perfect. Still, though, I want to know where the fuck did she find all this poop? Like, how do you get that much poop? It's her poop. I think it was premeditated. I think she's like an entire week. She's, you know, she's like pooping in fucking ziploc bags or something oh yeah storing in her freezer it all up and she's making sure she's eating brussels sprouts and lots of mexican food and everything and what the fuck you put the safeway bag right over the toilet lid thing and then it sits in there perfect you just poop right in it no mess no fuss no muss boom Think of all the money she's saving on water, not having to flush the toilet. John knows where I'm coming from. I save 10, 15 cents a week. Okay, you, you all, you all want to hear a uh, ruined birthday party story when I was a kid. Let's hear it, John. Okay, so this is back in the day, way, way, way back in the fucking day. And uh, and it was at this like uh, local chain place. And uh, they had the kind of tables where it's like, uh, it's like mountain to the wall, but the chairs swivel. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so there would be like two and two to make four. And there's like a little gap between the two tables there. Yeah. So, so to separate the little sections so that you can have a two, two up and a four top or whatever. Yeah. Right. So my dad, you know, they've got, of course, this cake from wherever it was. He puts the cake down and it's like bridging the little gap there. Right. I swear to fucking God, the cake like folded in and went right through that freaking gap and hit the floor. 
<laughs> oh my god. I mean, he ran out and got another cake immediately, but still, it's like, holy shit. As an adult, I'm like, oh my god, he must have felt so bad. <laughs> Do you guys ever have somebody in school that, like, shit their pants and they were famous for shitting their pants thereafter? Yeah. They call me Brown Town Tim for a reason. <laughs> Downtown Timmy Brown. Me and Poop Shoot Lucy, we hung out all throughout high school and we were the coolest kids at the parties. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, I had this fucking uh, dab cart this week, man. It's my favorite flavor, Lime OG. But I plugged it into my uh, cart or into my battery and it read at zero ohms and I'm like what the fuck and the dispo was just like wrap it up and send it back we'll, we'll get you a new one that sucks though because you want to get high right fucking lime OG delicious uh, yeah. it's like smoke yeah, they're, uh, they're gonna start cracking down on the e-cigarette stuff yeah Nah, I heard about Jewel. Jewel is under some fire right now, but as far as the vape carts go, like, what are they doing with that? They're going to stop the vaping, and, like, you can't, they're not going to be able to buy, like, vaping paraphernalia and shit even, right, John? I think it's probably going to wind up being one of those things where, like, you know, you go to the head shop and they've got all the bongs and hitters and stuff like that lined up there, you know, and there's nothing illegal about buying that it'll probably be the same thing like you can buy a vape pen or whatever you just can't buy the little uh you know juice with the nicotine and and whatever unless you're 21 or whatever something like that at least that's where i think this is all going because as it is it's a little bit ridiculous the way it is right now there's like in virginia fuck yeah virginia they don't want that because you know they're taking away all that good tobacco money right dude virginia's fucking lame anybody that would ever live there is a fucking stupid idiot as far as i'm concerned i live in not virginia (laughs) how are things in not virginia fucking awesome and super intelligent we don't even believe in god over here (laughs) seriously though have we hit peep vape pen though because there's there's like a freaking store on every corner now it's crazy. Dude. It's like when Beanie Babies were big. I'm not going to lie, dude. Oil pen is fucking where it's at. Like, if you want to get high as fuck in like 10 seconds, fucking hit an oil pen. That shit's great. But there's something about it that isn't as satisfying as smoking a fat-ass joint. Am I right, Tim? Yeah, I blunts all the way. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lifestyle. I think... Vape weed is definitely different than like the vape tobacco culture. Like the 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 guy who goes out there and blows like clouds of like like you know cinnamon sugar cookie fucking clouds when you walk out of the fucking yeah out of the place and you're like what the fuck I I don't like those guys. I think that's all the vape culture. It's like those guys are 100% likely to have truck nuts on their truck. Nah, but oil pen, dude. Oil pen's fucking sweet because it's like Say I'm super stressed out and like I just need to fucking 30 second like release valve taking a couple puffs off the oil pin. It just it takes literally nothing out of your day and then it it just brightens my day. I fucking love oil pins, dude. I'm never without one these days. Even sometimes I'll run out of fucking actual like flower weed, but I'll always keep me an oil pin around, dude. Check out Sid's oil pens. No, we need to fucking get some sponsors. Sid, that's your new homework. Hit up all the weed dispensaries, sponsors, or whatever. Try to get some free oil stuff and vape gear. TKO Extracts is my favorite. They're based out of New England. I want to say, like, either Maine or Massachusetts. Those are the two legal states. All those sites have a contact me on the bottom of their site. That's how you get a hold of people nowadays. Just tell them we have a podcast. We want to like mention their shit, and they'll probably send you just free gear. Hell yeah, dog! Send me some free oil so I can get stoned as fuck. TKO extracts. Fuck it. If you guys want to use the name of the show to get yourself some shit, do it. Fuck it. Sitswami loves you. I definitely don't live in Virginia. I live in um <laughs> somewhere <laughs> else, East Virginia. <laughs> Right. East Virginia, not West Virginia. East Virginia. I think D.C. is the closest, like, recreational territory. So, yeah, I live in D.C. Give it my shit. Just ship it to Roanoke. I'll go down there and pick it up. 
We'll get it settled out. Sid, what time is it? Uh, it's fucking 710, which is oil spelled upside down. Nah, it's uh, time to wrap it up, man. <laughs> fucking hit me up over on the TikToks, YouTube. Uh, I still have like five videos right now where I'm giving away legit prizes. And all you got to do is fucking DM me. Like, slide up in my DMs either at SidsHateMail at gmail.com. Fucking Snapchat. Facebook, any of that, be like, hey, I want the prize. We still got all those prizes available. Come scoop them up. Send Sid hashtag 710, which is oil upside down, in any form. And Sid's hate mail at gmail.com is a real email address. Get in contact with Sid. Come on. Get out there. Chat him up. We have a giveaway coming up that's going to blow people away, Sid. Should we tell them what it is? Well, yeah, because I don't even know what it is. Are you going to keep that bong or you want to give away the bong? Oh, you're talking about the bong. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm totally giving away this bong. I fucking cleaned it. The thing is dope. It's not glass. It's silicone. It's shaped. It's hot pink and it looks like a skull. In the video, doesn't it look like a penis? Uh, No, that's my personal (laughs) silicone. Bong. It doesn't look like a penis. It looks like a dildo. And uh, that one is not up for availability, but uh, given away at estimated at $20 retail is a silicone bong in the shape of a skull with a metal bowl. Uh, you can get it by, yeah, fucking hashtag 710. Any of my medias, man, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, especially YouTube. That's where all this shit's coming. We're actually about to make a new YouTube video tonight. I'm going to be trying to get my title back from Sandy Bell. I had been undefeated in game shows for about eight weeks straight. And then two weeks ago, Sandy Bell beat me in Jeopardy. So I'll be playing her in Jeopardy this week. I'm pretty fucked Ouch. up, so I'm probably not going to win, but it'll be all right. Uh, we're going to get a third PS4 controller, and eventually we're going to have three-player games. Uh, I'm still busting Justin Zane's ass in Wheel of Fortune. Nothing even close. But, yeah, Jeopardy is definitely, like, a thing right now that, like, uh, yeah, man. John and I are going to link up and play some 3D battle chess for Windows 98. John. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Where can we find you? Uh, You can find me at Costco in the macaroni and cheese section, hiding behind a couple of those uh, 20-gallon drums. I'll be shopping there. I'll find you. We don't have Costco (laughs) here in East Virginia. We only have Sam's Club and BJ's. Snicker. If you go to your Sam's Club and request the macaroni and cheese tub, and they'll, they'll, they'll they'll get you squared away, Sid. Thanks for joining us. Please donate money. Because we love you. Say bye, Bella. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bella. Girl. Tonight we're going to make love. You know how I know. Because it's Wednesday. And Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. It's when everything is just right. There's nothing good on TV. You haven't had your after work social sports team practice so you're not too tired. Oh, it's all on. You lean in and whisper something sexy in my ear like... I might go to bed now, I've got work in the morning. I know what you're trying to say, girl. You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. Then went in the bathroom, brushing our teeth. 